The Altar Life. Two hours of the best Christian music. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, it's The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. I'm Brent. Jeff is across the table. Say hi, Jeff. Hi. We're here with you on another Altar Life episode, continuing on in our Colossians series. Thanks for joining us this evening. We're excited to be with you. We have, um, you know, a lot of great music in store tonight. You want to keep it here. And uh, we also um, have been just enjoying this Colossians series, Jeff. And I know tonight, some of, some of my favorite verses tonight in Colossians chapter 3. And if you have your Bible, you can turn and follow along with us. Because, you know, in the altar life here, we like to go through the Word of God. And, um, you know, and we, we really have a, a good time going through it. And we know that the Spirit is present when we're going through the Word. So... Um, if you've got it handy, you might want to follow along with us. If not, that's cool. You can listen and just be encouraged. Um, and um, we can get right into it, Jeff, tonight. Colossians 3. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. And Paul is raising our perspective heavenly toward heaven tonight, that those things above and not those things on earth. And I just, it's a good reminder for us as we start off the episode tonight, Jeff, to look at, you know, we're, we're surrounded by a lot of things that we can see, you know, on earth. You know, you spent your whole day, you know, dealing with things on the, on the horizontal, <laughs> uh, whether it be relationships or just um, the circumstances of life. But Paul's here saying, you look, you know, you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above Seek those things that are heavenly, and um, just a reminder for us to change our perspective and to to look above. Yeah, I think that, uh, it, like Brent said, it's so easy to just get caught up, and I, I find myself doing this all the time. We lose that eternal perspective, and um, you know what really should be happening is we keep that eternal perspective, and it changes our temporal perspective. But I think a lot of times we allow what's going on in our life to change our perspective of eternity you know it's backwards we start to doubt god and who he is based on our external circumstances instead of relying on god and believing who he is and allowing that to change the circumstance that we're in or or however we're living our life you know it's it's really important and that's what we're going to be delving into tonight in colossians chapter three so join with us we got lots of great music we're going to kick off the night with jimmy robeson heaven resounds and uh I love it. he says we're alive we're alive in him i just like that part <laughs> the, you know, little insight into jeff's song selection here on the altar life and uh, tonight's topic is the holiness of christ and we're going to be looking at what it means to put our perspective on christ on heaven in, in eternity and how that should allow us the freedom to get rid of those things in our life that are weighing us down and keeping us from being holy as we were called to be holy just like Christ, you know, and the friend said, this is such a great section of scripture that we're going to be going through. You know, we could probably break this chapter up and into a series in and of itself, but we're sticking to the schedule, unfortunately. Very good. Brent. Got to stay on schedule. Yeah, we got to have some type of sense among the nonsense. (laughs) We would never get through anything if we didn't have a schedule. It's pretty true. All right, well. (laughs) <laughs> tangential next and it says seek those things which are above um, where Christ is and set your mind on things above not on things on the earth and um, so it's just a challenge tonight to check out the things that we're seeking 
Um, are we seeking things that are temporal? Are we seeking those things that are heavenly? So, and, um, you know, we've been talking about seeking things that are in heaven. And what does that really look like in a believer's life, in anyone's life? You know, um, honestly, I'm very guilty of um, being distracted by worldly gain, if you want to say it that way. Um, you know, we all have jobs or we have um, basically things on this earth, whether it be relationships or jobs or money or um, some position or some street cred or <laughs> something that we're pursuing that is, um, you know, that that's relative to being successful here on earth, you know, and we've, even when we go to school, you know, just, I was just thinking about this, you know, when we go to school and we study real hard to get an A and we really kind of try hard, um, or if you don't try hard, but anyway, you're, you're, you're always pursuing something that, um, brings you some sort of success from a worldly perspective, from a earthly perspective. And not all those things are bad, right? You know, we want to do good, great, get good grades in school. We want to do the best that we can. But what's the, what's the heart motive of that? Is it that we're seeking things because we want things, um, we want success from an earthly perspective? Or are we pursuing things because we believe that God would be honored and glorified in those things? And I think that's what Paul's trying to get to in our heart of this is, where's our perspective? Where, where is our minds focused on? Because if our minds are focused on things of earth, you know, our lives are going to reflect that. It's going to reflect it's going to be like, okay, well, you're successful on earth. That's great. I hope you enjoyed that because heaven wasn't happy with that. <laughs> or heaven didn't really get anything out of that. And um, so anyway, you know, just thinking about that, setting our minds on things above, not on things of the earth. Yeah, and I just know from my own personal experience that you're not going to be able to walk in holiness if your motivation is, you know, your, your temporal, your earthly relationships or your earthly gain, you know. It isn't until we realize that the motivation should be the glory of Christ, and that is why we live holy, that we can actually then live holy. You know, that is such a freeing revelation, and it empowers us to live holy and to do the things that we're going to lay out in the next few segments. So stay tuned. We have lots more music for you, but um, before that, make sure you read ahead in the next couple of verses as we start to talk about the things that are no-nos, <laughs> the bad, icky, icky things. Um, you know, I was thinking about this. I was reading this beginning of chapter three. He says, you know, seek those things which are above. And that kind of talks to our heart, our heart's motive, right? That, that talks to what are we after? You know, in the verse two, he says, set your mind on things above. And then he's like kind of taking it from your heart to your mind saying, you know, what are you pursuing in your heart? What are you thinking about in your mind? Where, what are you meditating on? Um, and then it reminds us for you died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. And when Christ, who is our life, uh, actually, I was thinking about, sorry, I was trying to turn the page, <laughs> appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. You know, he's like, almost like, what are you seeking? What are you thinking? You know, your whole life is in Christ. You know, all of you. And, you know, when we talk about holiness, we talk about being set apart for Christ. Isn't that what it is? It's our heart. It's our mind. It's our lives that that are completely um, should be completely identified with it, with Christ. Yeah, I think that one of the biggest struggles that Christians have is the concept that we are not the same people anymore. We love to 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 live in such a way where it's like, well, psh, I'm, I get to go to heaven and I get to do whatever I want. It's awesome. 
being a Christian is great. And you're like, oh, that's really not, that's not what we're called to be. Come on. Like, there's so much more. And God's like, you just need to get your mind right. You know, like we read that in in Romans 12, 1 and 2, you know, that we'd be transformed by the renewing of our mind, that we wouldn't be conformed to the pattern of this world, that we present our bodies because Christ did the same thing, you know, and it's our reasonable thing. It's the will of God for us to do that. And in order to do that, what we have to do is get that get our minds straight our heads screwed on straight or whatever, you know like because if my motivation for holiness is because i want to be a good person i'm going to fail if it's because i want a good reputation at church eh, that's not a motivation come on we got to get our heads screwed on straight and then we can walk holy that was whatever you're doing something heavenly by sanctus real and that's a great song talking about god getting into our lives and wor- working out those flaws and those things that need to be you know, handled by the, the mighty sandpaper of God. <laughs> Get those rough edges sanded down. And uh, that's where, you know, transitioning into this. And I was just saying how without the proper perspective of eternal versus temporary, the things that are above, things that are holy, things that are, you know, we talked about that back in our Philippian series about, you know, setting our mind on things that are pure, things that are lovely, things that are praiseworthy. You know, it's the same idea. Like if we're constantly filling our minds with garbage, we're going to live in garbage and not even realize it. You know, it's it's not going to seem strange to us. And Jesus is saying, you know, he's called us. He's bought us with his blood and purchased us. So we're now his. You know, we become free from sin, but we're a slave to righteousness. And that's an aspect of Christianity that people shy away from, I think. Because it's all about, we, talk, we talked about that before with, you know, freedom and the liberty of Christ. It's We've been set free to then serve Christ. You know, we, we think of being set free, but... You know, we have, we're indebted to God to live the way he's called us to live, you know, and we're never going to work it out and live perfectly, but that doesn't mean that we don't obey him because it says, you know, it says in the Bible, which we study on the altar life, that if we love him, we'll keep his commandments. That's how we demonstrate our love to God. And so he says, be holy for I am holy. We don't go, oh, well, he didn't really mean that because it's impossible, (laughs) which is, I think, unfortunately, the way people kind of interpret it. It's like, well, do your best, you know, but it's like, well, if I just did my best, I wouldn't do my best. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if it was up to that, if I relied on myself to make it happen, that's why we, we put our mind on Christ and we, we feed on him and he empowers us to do the things that we're about to list about putting off our members and all that stuff. Anyway, that was all. That's all I had. <laughs> well, that was a lot. That's good. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know. It, 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 it kind of speaks to the fact that really we're we're really not capable of living holy right in and of ourselves and so you know we need the, we need to identify ourselves with Christ first off right we need to say Lord we want to identify ourselves with you and we want to think about you we want to seek you because we know success and holiness really starts with being found in you Jesus and it all starts there so all right, that was something beautiful by Need to Breathe. And that's our desire, right, as Christians, is to have our lives be beautiful to the Lord, you know, and, and holy and set apart for Him. And, you know, I was reading verse 3 here. It says, For you died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. And, and that's a challenge for us tonight as we think about where we're at with the Lord. Have we died to ourselves enough, you know? Um, are we still seeking earthly things, earthly treasure? Are we still seeking earthly respect uh street cred are we still respect you know 
seeking those things or have we truly died to ourselves and died with Christ and God? Um, because the promise is awesome here in verse 4. When Christ, who is our life, appears, we will be with him. We will appear with him in glory. I mean, the end is amazing. We're going to be with him in glory, appearing with him and when he comes and returns and caught up in the clouds, right? And that's the ultimate success, right? That's where we want to be. Um, anything we could achieve in and of ourselves here on earth is not going to even compare to what that will be. We are in Colossians chapter 3 tonight in part 7 of our Colossians series. Can you believe part 7? No. That's outrageous. Can't believe it. Tonight's episode, we're talking about the holiness of Christ. And, uh, you know, it's a hot it's a hot topic, a hot potato topic, I should say, as people want to toss it to the next. No, no, let's go to the next thing, you know. We don't want to talk about holiness because we're like, oh, well, I can't be holy. And people, I think, they kind of use the, oh, I'm a sinner saved by grace, just like everybody else. They use that as like an excuse to continue to live in sin, you know, and I'm number one chief guilty of that, you know. And But God has called us to live holy, and he goes on in verse 5, you know, therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth. And the Bible uses this term members, you know, the, basically what we use to, to sin, our hands, our feet, whatever, our mouth, our eyes. Um, you know, he's like, put put to death those things because we were, you know, I love what I said before, as Brent was saying, you know, our life, you know, we died and our life is hidden in Christ with God. You know what I mean? Like when Jesus died on the cross, we died on the cross with him and we'll never totally understand that. But Jesus said, you know, I'm sorry, Paul said that, you know, Paul Paul preached Christ crucified and the cross, and that's what he boasted in because the world was crucified to me and I to the world. You know, there's a, a life ends and a new life begins when we come to the cross. And so many times we're continuing in the old life, you know, and, and he calls us to put those things away. The... Um, Brent, you want to go with the list? <laughs> Let you say yeah, all the bad did. words. Yeah, right. Thank you. <laughs> Fornication, <gasps> uncleanliness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourself once walked when you lived in them. That's what your life smelled like when you weren't dead to yourself. Um, but the blessing and the amazing thing is as we've died to those things through Christ, you know, those things should be not found in us at all. And, uh, we're going to continue with that thought on the other side. You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. All right. That was touch this light house of heroes. And, um, this is our unbelievable segment. And we were just before we started this evening, we were reminiscing about DC talk a little bit and realizing, you know, a lot of the band members from DC talk have been, uh, have started once with some other bands, you know, yeah. like, you know, Tate's actually the lead singer of the news, the new news boys. And, yeah. uh, Kevin Max was going to be leading the audio adrenaline now. And it's like all these like bands, these old bands that we grew up listening to are all kind of like, they got into a blender and they're like starting <laughs> to go. And these are, but we were thinking, you know, if they really wanted to do something, they should just all get together and form DC Talk again because yeah. that would be awesome to have DC Talk reunited. <laughs> um, I would go to their show. For so. sure. You know what's crazy about DC Talk is they only had five albums. Five. Yeah, that's not that many, right? It's not that many. All right. these other bands have like 10 to 12, like all these huge bands. DC Talk, man. 
This is going to be an unbelievable segment, which is our petition, our plea. <laughs> so if you know DC Talk and you listen to this show, which the odds of that being true are <laughs> minimal at best, probably bigger than the odds of DC Talk ever reuniting. But please, come on, DC Talk. We don't want to hear you singing other people's songs. We want to hear you singing your songs. That's right. Or rapping them, depending on what album you were doing in your live repertoire. And we want to hear a little representation from like every album you have. Yeah, like, I don't want to... Go all the way back to Heaven Bound. Yeah. You know, like, I want to hear a little... I want to hear that again. Yeah, isn't that like the Canada? Isn't that like Canada's theme or something? Or French? France? I don't know. It's weird. Oh, I don't know. Whatever it is. Yeah, but it was it was definitely cheesy. Cut cut it. But it was also definitely kind of cool. And then the song I Love Rap Music that isn't rap music, that song in and of itself is not a rap song, but it's called I Love Rap Music. And just so you know, we appreciated the little um, random commercials about Temptation. We appreciated that. Yeah, that got me through um, some tough times. Sold separately, batteries not included. Or Temptation not included. Will Power. Will Power. Will Power. Yeah. yeah, that whole thing. That was really cool. Temptation sold separately, battery not included. Yeah, we like that. Um, and uh, WDCT Talk Radio. Come on, bringing man. you the funk, the whole funk. I mean, that stuff's ingrained in me. Like, yeah. I don't think I'd be a good Christian without that stuff in in my heart. You know, and I'm ashamed to say most of our listeners are probably like DC what? <laughs> like DC Talk. You kids need to go back to school. <laughs> That's real Christian music right there. Yeah, and also while you're there, get Petra too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Of course, Jeff had to work in a, Sorry, a Petra reference. Christian music is great, but it's not as great as it used to be. I think it's just yeah. because it's in. And, there's so much now. Yeah, there's two, there's every flavor. It's still a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there was only like the hot stuff. Yeah, like there was, was like, the big the big guys, right? And the big guns. It's like Petra, right? Boys, DC talk, right? And now, and Audio Adrenaline was one of them. Yeah, and uh, the other ones are still going. Why not DC talk? Huh? Huh? Yeah, huh? Come huh? On. Bring it. All right, well, DC Talk, come back and make us happy. And we are in hour two, well into hour two of our Colossians series, episode seven, The Holiness of Christ. We left off with the list of the ugliness, um, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. That's so, it's so rampant in our society, covet, covetousness. And we don't call it that because that sounds like a sin. So what we call it is, you know, go get, you know, we're go getters. We're. You know, we just, we see what we want and we strive to go get it. Call it initiative. Yeah. <laughs> it's called like, yeah, you're, you're motivated. You know, it doesn't make any sense. Self-reliant. Yeah. Self-reliant. That's a good one. <laughs> it's sin. <laughs> because yeah. of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience in which you yourselves once walked past tense when you lived in them. I like how he assumes that they're done with these things. So it's safe to say that. We should assume that we should be done with these things, too. And uh, that's why he says to put them off. He moves on and he says, but now you yourselves are to put off all these. And he gives us another list. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all in all. And there's no excuses, right? We're all, we're found in that list. Yeah. And you know, and there's this list of things, and he he kind of takes it to a different level. 
hits the big ones right yeah. right off the bat. And then he gets down into like like oh that's good. I don't I don't know. I'm not. I don't have these over evil. You know, covetousness. Yeah, we we all struggle with yeah. that. But you know, it's like filthy language in your mouth. You know, wrath, anger, blasphemy. Like <laughs> he cuts a little bit harder to you know closer to the heart and put these things away. Put them to death. Right? They have no place in the in the life of a believer. And um, I think it it's like okay, well, I struggle with that. Like, how do I change my life? Because right now I'm I'm coveting things. Right now I have. Um, I tend to use filthy language. I, you know, I get angry. I have. I'm wrathful. I don't forgive. Um, I lie. You know, there's these things that we can say we struggle with, and you know, honestly, it starts back in verse four, which is in three and four, which is die to self. You know, you, ha- you have to die. You know, and you continue to put yourself on the altar, so to speak, and, and continue to bring yourself before the Lord and surrender, and a daily surrender, a minute by minute surrender to the Lord. Um, because it's in him and it's the power of Christ raising you from the dead that allows you to put these things away and these things don't have power over you and they don't have control over your life anymore um, you know and, and like I like that after song we just heard all that I am because um, you know that's what he's saying he's like everything my heart you know my soul everything that I am you know I want to give it to you I want to lay that up for you so that you can make me holy you know it's and that, that's what the attitude of our heart should be. And so often we get caught up in pursuing, you know, this thing in the earth and that thing in the earth or this thing or, you know, this thing I don't have, this, you know, this cool technology I don't have, this yeah. this relationship I don't have or want or I covet someone else's walk with the Lord or whatever it is. You know, there's so many ways that we can apply this to our life. But the fact of the matter is it always comes back to bending our knee and kneeling back to the cross and being identified with him and we're talking about putting off the old man and his deeds yeah and brent hit it on the head when he said you know we we get rid of the overt sins when we come to christ it's like all right i should probably stop sleeping with my girlfriend or you know i should probably stop drinking to the point of puking all over everything and probably should get rid of the drugs and you know like a lot of people who have those kinds of lifestyles you may be a christian your whole life and you're like oh i don't have any of those outlandish sins that are so obvious but there's a lot you know there's those sins that are recognizable to the naked eye you know what i mean like it's like stuff like everybody could kind of call you out on and then and i've noticed this in my own life you know when i was struggling with like really deep deep habitual sin and things like that you know like that was god couldn't work on any other area because i needed to get rid of that you know what I mean? And there are things in our lives that God's like, I can't I can't work and mold and shape you into the image of Christ until we get rid of these big things. So Paul's like, okay, the fornication, the evil desire, you're, you're looking at things and you just want to destroy people, you know, it's anger, and, but but beyond just anger, like they, people were actually like desiring evil. Like I love the description, I don't love the description, but when it talks about like the days of Noah and stuff and the sons of men and all that stuff and it said that their desire was for evil always you know they always you know, the heart was always desiring to do evil all the time and you're right. like wow that's crazy but like that's what you're thinking of when you're thinking of this lack of holiness but then once you get rid of that then as brent said it starts to get down into like the the heart you know the things that are inside the wrath the anger that you, we harbor towards people and they might not even be aware of it it's just totally between you and god and that's it that's when it starts to be difficult and he says you know don't lie to one another but put off the old man with his deeds 
but the, we don't just leave leave ourselves naked. You know, we put on something, and that's the new man. We'll get into that next. Anyway, you know, he moves on here in verse, uh, you know, 10. He says, put off the old man and put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. You know, the image of Christ so that we look like Christ. And that's not what holiness is, you know, is, yeah. is people look at your life and go, you look like Christ and you more, you look like Christ more and more. And you're, you know, if you look at Paul and his life, you would have said, man, he is like demonstrating Christ, yeah. right, in his life. But yet, in his own perspective, right, he's saying he's the worst of sinners. And how can those two things be true? I think it's because he has acute awareness of his flesh and he realizes what he's capable of. And it's that it's that awareness that causes him to continually lay those things down at the foot of the cross and, I, and, and choose to identify himself with Christ. And... As he's doing that, Christ is filling him up, and he's holy. He's set apart. He's he's putting on the new man, and people look at his life and go, "Wow, you you have put on the new man. That's cool." And you know, tonight that's my desire, right? That's our should be our desire is that you know we can identify ourselves with Christ, whether you're Greek or Jew or barbarian or slave or free, Scythian, whatever that is. Um, Christ is all and in all. You know, he is the preeminent one. And as we bow our knees to the preeminent one, we start looking like him. We put away those things that are old, the old man, and we can, you know, live in the newness of who he is. And that's really should be our desire tonight. Yeah, I think it's cool because tonight we're, you know, we're talking about the icky stuff, the stuff that God's like, all right, it's time to get rid of this stuff. And it transitions nicely when it says we put off, but then there's something to put on and it's the new man. And we'll, we'll get more into that next week. So, Hopefully you'll stick around. We're going to talk about the likeness of Christ next week. Tonight, we're getting rid of the the junk. You know, God has to weed out the rocks in the field before he can plow and plant. So, you know, this is a good challenge for all of us. Jeff said in our last segment, you know, we're glad that God didn't just leave us off in this chapter with all the bad things we weren't supposed to do anymore and things we were supposed to kill in the old man. But um, he tells us how to put on the new things. And um, what it looks like, what a life identified with Christ looks like. And so next week we'll be talking about that. But, you know, until next week when we actually get into that, be cool cats, live for Christ. Christ.